Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Boom, boom, boom. I want you in my room. That's a big tune. Have I got it in your head now? Boom, boom, boom. Today we're going to talk about, and uh, welcome to the channel, we're going to talk about, uh, is property going to boom? No, that's the wrong. Is property going to boom? Or is it going to crash? Um, I mean, the answer is, fuck knows. Let's be honest here. The answer is, who knows, right? So that's the caveat. Everything I'm going to say today is that I'm not some expert here with a little crystal ball like... Oh, and today in property, I felt a feeling that it only comes once a month. No. Okay? No one fucking knows, right? Whatever they say on TV, they predict this, they predict that. Whatever. Forget about it. Okay? Let's just talk about the market and the sentiment. Now look, stamp duty holiday, you know, the big cutoff is, is done. Now it is, you know, back to kind of the lower levels or whatever. It's tapered off. Uh, demand. Has it fizzled out? No. Has it maybe cooled off ever so slightly? I think it has. Is that Daffy Duck? Is that how Daffy Duck speaks? I am Daffy Duck. Uh, it has fizzled out slightly. Okay. Uh, however, my flip is listed at way higher than I thought. And we've had 10 viewings and it went live, well, on, on the Friday and it had 10 viewings today on Monday. So, you know, it's got like X many more. So, yes, it is a bit of a rare one. It's fully done up, blah, blah, blah. But it's still priced pretty hefty. Well, I think it is. 18 doesn't. But from my experience, the market is still pretty crazy. You know, I'm struggling to find deals. There are still deals out there, especially direct-to-vendor ones, you know, helping people in certain situations. But generally speaking, uh, you know, auctions are still going for overpriced. They're still selling so many of their lots. Uh... You know, I think it's still a pretty heated market now. Yeah, the stamp duty thing, I don't know how much of a contribution it was to the madness. I mean, it was obviously a part of it, but when we really get into it, you know, repossession courts, probate courts were closed. I believe they're open now, but you know how slow this judicial system is anyway? Imagine how how slow it is now. Oh, sorry, COVID, 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 COVID. I'm an idiot. COVID. I forgot to wear my pants. COVID. Oh, we can't work from home. We've done it for two years, but COVID. You know these excuses that people have. It's like, bro, it's been two years. This is life, so get used to it. Um, it's going to be a long time, I think. When I say long time, I'm talking maybe five or six months plus before I think some real stock that we would normally buy, you know, shitholes, things like that, repossessions, probates, comes onto the market. You know, the stock on the market, you're going to right move. It's, it's just different. Uh, you know, anything that needs a refurb is gone it's sort of a weird place to look at. You know, I was used to looking at the market beforehand, which was a buyer's market when you compare it to now. And when I would look at Rightmove, I would see certain things on Rightmove. There'd just be a certain pattern of houses. But now it's different. It's sort of strange. It feels maybe a bit created. So, you know, because of this, I still feel that we are in a very hot market and it's a great time to sell uh, if you have underperforming assets. You know, looking at furlough kind of coming to an end pretty soon, um, I don't know, the news around COVID and things like that seems to have declined a little bit. I think, you know, without going into too much detail on economic factors, generally speaking, it's kind of doing okay. 
crash that people predicted never came. It went the total opposite way. Obviously, what goes up must come down, and it's natural to go up and down and up and down. So I think that you know these prices are going to cool off when I think when there's more stock on the market. You know, when there is more stock. But then the kind of question then is, well, hold on a minute. The demand is not normal at the moment; it's increased. So when that stock comes. Surely it's just going to meet demand or still be under demand and they're still going to be it and then prices are going to be crazy, potentially. <sighs> but maybe there's going to be a lot of people completing on purchases, completing on refurbs, not getting the prices they wanted or running out of money halfway because they're doofus. And then having to sell it, you know, developers running out of money, the market changing, things happening. I think, you know, we, I don't know if we've really seen the effect yet of people overpaying. And I suppose we may not. If you all overpay, then that creates a new market norm and no one's overpaying and I'm just being really cheap, right? So, you know, I don't think there's going to be a crash. I think there'll be a correction of some type, but how tangible that is and when it is, I don't know. But I would say at least I think until the end of the year, it's still going to be pretty hot. Like I said, there are still deals. I went and saw someone's deal today, you know, incredible deal, a deal that you could sell on straight away and make money. That is a, uh, a Zeitgeist, how you pronounce it? Zeitgeist? Uh, it's something of our time because of this current market. Any other market, it may not work. Now, what am I doing in these times? Uh, I'm investing in other stuff, crypto, stocks and shares. I'm looking at you know all my other business ideas that I have and considering to sort of start them or at least start planning them. And I have, you know, some of my skincare business. And I've been looking for uh, like car garages to buy and things like that. And I'm getting back into FX trading, which is something I did before property. Now, I wasn't very good at it, uh, but I remember everything. Like, it just came back to me. And, you know, I've been demo trading to get back into it, reading the old books, doing what I can, essentially, to get back into the envelope. And it's going well. You know, the demo it is going well. And I'm enjoying it. There's no people. There's no people. However, what I think is going to really help you is to, one, change your strategy, two, change your investment class, and three, go direct to vendor. So go direct to vendor, uh, start sending out leaflets, start knocking on neighbors' doors, start driving around, writing the address down, going on land merge, paying three pounds, sending a letter, right? Do direct to vendor, tell everyone what you do, start doing leaflets, start doing Facebook ads, Google ads, whatever it is, right? Pay referral fees, speak to sources, do what you need to do to go direct to vendor because some deals, even if a vendor knows, oh man, this market is, you know, so hot, blah, 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 I could get 200 grand for this. They may still sell it for 160 because they want to get rid of it quickly. They like and trust you. They don't like agents. They don't like auctioneers. Maybe there's some dispute over it. Family issues. They got a leave to go back to, you know, Bandar tomorrow. Whatever it is. Direct vendor can be good when you're solving people's problems and creating equal situations for both of you, right? Um, change your investment class. I mean, look at other stuff. You know, in this world of crypto and blockchain and NFTs and stuff, I'm not saying you have to go through on some big advocate or whatever, but what I'm saying is consider your options. Classic cars, watches, I'm buy a test horse t-shirt, signed, might devalue it. You know, like what else could you invest in right now in this time? Think about it. Go on YouTube, you know, look at the guests I've got on, look at other people and think, what else could I be doing right now? My favorite phrase, right? Maybe I don't enjoy what I'm doing, or I'll do something else. But anyways, no, I do. Uh, another thing is change your strategy. If you're focused on shitholes that need a 20 grand refurb, need everything guided back to brick, all of that, all of that, then guess what? Everybody is looking for that right about now. 
And that is what is flying off the shelves. What are people scared of? Let's think. Subsidence. Knotweed. Japanese knotweed. Uh, boundary issues. Neighbour issues. Legal issues with access. Rights of way. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, what else is Short leases. That's a big thing. When I say short, it's about 67 years. I'm talking like 10 years or less. I'm talking where you're like, shit of the bed, short leases, right? I mean, all short leases are problematic, but... You know, there's some really short leases and really interesting locations that you don't need as much money as you think to buy. You need a lot of money to do the lease extension. <laughs> Look at that twisted. But to get in, you don't need a lot of money. And these are opportunities that in this market, I'm noticing are selling, um, but they're not selling the same way and pace and price that your typical... Two up, two down. I hate that phrase. I don't know why. It's, you know, typical terrace house that needs everything done, 25k spend on it. They are nowhere near that level right now. So why aren't you looking at them? Because you don't know how. Okay, well, I don't know how, but I'm learning how. When you were one years old, you couldn't speak. You couldn't feed yourself. Can kids not feed themselves? Anyways, you learn how, right? And it's the same thing here. You need to learn. Okay, I've got a short lease. What does that mean? What's the section 42? What about these leasehold reforms that are coming in? What's my worst case? What could the freeholder do to me? What does the lease actually cover? And actually a lot of this will be covered by your solicitor or a good solicitor. If you want one, comments below. And if you subscribe as well. So for me, you know, like I said, my own flip is getting good, good traction. I'm seeing a lot of heat in the market. I'm still seeing people overpay for things. I mean, the next auction I'm looking at is in three or four weeks. Um, I've got a short lease or two that I'm interested in, maybe some land. Some land where they've submitted planning permission, but nothing accepted, nothing like that, and they're just chucking it in auction. I mean, I think... <sighs> risk. It is a risk. But it is what it is. It's, it's, it's priced cheap enough. So I'm looking at a few bits in there, so I'll have to update you when I see that auction. But yeah, like I said, I don't see a crash. I, you know, I see some sort of correction. Whether it's really felt or not, I don't know. But I really think this market, you know, could be here to stay. And if you look at the 18-year property cycle, it may be here to stay for a lot longer than any of us want. But the beauty is, if you get a good deal, like a really good deal, you could sell it as soon as you purchased it as a flip, as a trade, and make money. And once you refurb it and sort the issues out, you can sell it and make even more money. Right? Like this flip jumped up in, in expected value by £30,000. I mean, let's see what offers we get, but I mean, what? Like, it turns a 24% into like a 37, you know, it's madness what this market is doing and what it can do if you have a unique product and you design things correctly and not correctly, you know, properly, you can make a lot of money. So, let's see what happens in this market. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm right, I'm right. I don't care either way. We just got to see it, you know, play it how it goes and, and do what works for you. You know, I'm not doing many viewings. I'm doing it for kind of fun and for content, I suppose. You know, my expectations are pretty much zero. That's because I'm in a, you know, I have a portfolio. I'm in that position. I'm doing mentoring, et cetera, et cetera. I can do this, but it doesn't mean you should. You know, carry on. Do what you need to do to hit your goals. And if you're just starting out in this market, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> it's tough. Like, honestly, do not be disheartened. Please take it from me. 
It's never been this tough. I was buying a property every month. Every two, three weeks, exchange, Hassan agreed, boom. Six refills on at one point, 200 miles away. That is not happening right now. Not how crime gets shed right now. So that's because the material shortages, but honestly, take it from me. Don't be disheartened. This is all part of the process. If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for more great content.